Hi everyone, Selena Kulkarni here and welcome to another episode of the Freedom Warrior podcast where it is my job to share with you the latest tactics, strategies and insights on how you can go about creating rapid financial freedom, particularly through alternative property investing strategies. Um, Today, I am super excited to be sharing with you an interview that I gave a few weeks away with a dear friend of mine, John Peitzman. Um, He is a legend in the high performance space. And what I love about this particular interview that I gave was how great he was at asking a very diverse but very insightful set of questions. Um, Some of the things that I share in this um, particular episode will really kind of open your mind to um, a little bit around how philosophically I think and how you can go about creating financial freedom in a much more effective way than the average Joe investor. So I hope you enjoy it and look forward to seeing you on the other side. Now on with the show. Welcome to The Build Show. Terrific to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have this conversation. Tell me, I guess, as we start, what, what are you excited about as we sit here today? What am I excited about? I think in my own world right now, um, there's definitely a sense of great flow. Um, as a, I say, reformed chartered accountant sometimes. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, that, that was a space that didn't really, you know, give you much creativity and didn't really encourage passion. So I feel that uh, definitely the, the pathway that I'm on right now feels very much in flow. It feels that, you know, sometimes accountants feel like they don't make a huge difference. So, you know, I feel that what I'm doing now, it's not impacting a huge number of people, but it's making a difference in the lives of of the people that I work with. So I'm I'm super excited about that. Right. And how long has the Freedom Warrior Mastermind been going on? Look, Freedom Warrior in itself has only been around a couple of years, but the evolution of the ideas has really been, you know, my life's work. Um, right. It's something that. It's funny I, how that works. Right? A lot of times we have this vision, this dream yeah, that we actually totally. work on our entire lives, but then it actually comes to fruition. Totally. In the business sense, you know, years later. Absolutely. So I think um, my fascination with the world of money and wealth started a, as a much younger child, but for not the reasons that um, maybe people would normally assume. Like it wasn't necessarily, you know, it was never for the power or, you know, having fancy cars or fancy homes. It was never about that kind of stuff. It was right. more the um, the play of money and how I saw it shape people's worlds and, and how it shaped who people were in the world. So you were that kid who had set up the lemonade stand and were starting no, to like- No, actually no. Get revenue so, in business at like five and six years old or no? That's no, okay. definitely not. I mean, I, <laughs> I definitely had fantasies of being like the Richard Branson of, of right. something at, at some point, but um, no, um, my, my real driver was um, actually my dad. So when we migrated from the UK to Australia, he was diagnosed with um, a fairly serious condition and told he had six months. Right. And uh, what I saw in him was it was almost like someone switched the flick, uh, flicked the switch, I should right. say. And uh, he kind of transformed overnight. He became so stressed about how his wife and two kids were going to survive we came to Australia at that time. There was no kind of beacon of light or hope. But uh, during that six-month block, he got a, an opportunity to participate in some exper- experimental type stuff right. and got told, well, you might have another six months. And then it became another six months. Right, amazing. But, you know, how that shaped him really influenced me and I, I kind of saw that there was constant worry around money. Yeah. And I think as a teenager, it might have even been subconscious, but... 
I just decided I don't ever want to have that relationship with money. I don't want to be stressed about having enough. Luckily, though, I'll finish the story. My, my father actually um, went on and survived another 30 years. Wow. But Amazing. I just can't imagine what it would have liked, been like to sort of think you only have another six months right. for a full 30 years. Right. So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. And we'll talk about that in relationships probably. So, I mean, a lot of gold we're going to talk about. I can tell this is going to be a fantastic conversation. And as you know, we frame the conversation around build. For those of you who still don't know what the build framework is, go to thebuildframework.com. And I'll give you the cheat sheet right now, which is the acronym. Build stands for build relationships, understand the business, implement strategies, lead and inspire, and deliver excellence. And as always, what we do on the show, which is so wonderfully unique, because uh, everyone has a different story with that whole pattern and, and journey on their life. And we talk about those areas as it relates to your journey. So, and you kind of already started to talk about the relationship piece, I bet, but let's start officially into build and talk about the relationship, you know, building relationships and, and some of the most kind of powerful relationships that you've had on your journey. Such a great question. And I, I love that component being upfront. Um, I think unfortunately in Australia, we are in a lot of ways led to believe that it's a DIY thing when it comes to building wealth and money. And I think the single biggest influence on my own success was when I started to cultivate relationships with people who could really um, remove friction, give me wisdom that I wasn't gonna get out of a book and really change my insight. So, um, you know, I've met plenty of those sorts of people on my journey, but um, I think, interestingly, I mean, my husband's been instrumental in my in my world. He's he's a very, you know, I'm a very excitable soul. He's very grounded and calm. But yeah. um, I, I met a guy when I did uh, I did some yoga teacher training about 20 years ago. Oh, great! Just randomly, <laughs> but um, he was probably very influential in terms of, you know, the the journey towards simplicity, the pursuit of wisdom. And he really kind of lit a fire in me in terms of understanding the why and the how of, you know, things work. And so I, I think people can tend to be, especially in, around the topic of wealth, very mechanical. And there's a lot of formal education out there around money and wealth. But, yeah, he kind of taught me to really understand more, the you know, how it, how it moves, energetically how it influences. Yeah, it's an energy. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that was a real shift for me. So... Definitely Are you still in touch with him? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, okay. So, so I named long... my youngest child after him. Yeah. <laughs> that's in touch? Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, someone who um, just makes sense of life. Right. And money is one element of life. Right. Yeah. Well, that's interesting, too, because in the Build Framework, we talk about centripetal looping, which is the foundational element being build relationships. And then it's based upon those relationships that you then move to the next thing, you, which is understand the business. And you already kind of articulated that, which is you built that relationship and then he helped you to understand the business, right? Yeah, totally. A lot better. Are, are yeah. there other kind of pearls of wisdom from the standpoint of understanding the business that you'd like to share with our listeners? Oh, wow. Well, look, um, I think when it comes to the business of wealth creation and, and seriously, if, if you want, if you're an entrepreneur, you, you will probably relate more to the business of wealth creation. Um, I think one of the most important things that has really shaped my world is that uh, it's the right education at the right time, the right wisdom at the right time. Right. So I think, you know, people tend to think that there's just this bucket of knowledge out there and you just have to consume it all and then you'll, 
you'll understand the mechanics of how things work. Only it was that easy, right? <laughs> I know, I know. And I, I'm really, I've become such a fan of this idea that it's about consuming the right knowledge at the right time. Right. And, um, you know, in the business of money and wealth, I definitely feel, you know, and one of the frameworks I talk about is, you know, there's seasons. So when you start out as an investor, you're, you're in spring. And the focus is on how do I create surplus? And if you don't have the fundamentals right about that, you're never going to make it to the other seasons. Right. So spring is about how do I create surplus so I can even begin the idea of investing. And then, you know, you move into summer and summer's all about getting the wisdom that you need to get traction. So how do you use leverage? How do you access the right investments? All that stuff. Right. And, you know, once you, you know, the wall, unfortunately, for most investors sits at the end of summer. So you kind of invest for a while and you think, well, I just got to wait and see what happens now. Right. But for those people who ask the question of what else, you can move up into autumn and autumn's all about optimizing. And this is where the play of money becomes so much more interesting. Right. And then, you know, beyond, you know, autumn is winter and winter is where the ultra wealthy play and the ultra wealthy are into preservation. Um, so again, there's a different set of wisdom and knowledge that you need at, at that point in your journey as yeah. well. So I love that analogy. I love the visuals and just the input. Yeah, well, it's a simple, like simple metaphor, but yeah. And, yeah, and weather and seasons, and it's so true. And that leads to like implementing strategies, right? So, yeah. and that's that's a great strategy. What what other topics come to mind or insights come to mind when we talk about implementing strategies in your journey? Yeah, look. Um, I think uh, the the cornerstone of uh, being a successful investor and creating wealth that will endure. Like I love the topic of intergenerational wealth. It's um, yeah, it's one that um, people give a lot of lip service to, and they don't like people talk about it from the framework of you you need these legal structures and you need to take do tax in this way. But intergenerational wealth is um, is a topic that I I, I think is super fascinating and. The statistics around the, you know, how many people actually create that is just phenomenal. Like, so I think of low of, or high of all the people who could create yeah. intergenerational wealth. And you can read lots of different studies. I think about 5% actually succeed. Right. So it's really low in yeah. terms of, and I think the, the, you know, the story that I tell is you will make the money, your kids will blow it and their kids will start over again. Right. That's the, that's the average. That's gotcha. what the average looks like. So even if it does pass on from a generation, because some don't even do that much, right? They just totally. don't even have anything to pass on. But yeah. when they do, the pattern is then the next generation blows it and then the exactly. cycle continues. So yeah. I think one of the cornerstones for me of, you know, if you're talking about strategy, right. is uh, the concept, the lost art of stewardship. Mm. Um, it's not a, a word that's used very heavily in Australia. But if you can't be a great steward of your money, if you can't care for, look after, amplify the money that you earn, it's very, very hard to ever be financially free. And so for me, the strategy that has had the single biggest impact in my world has been um, the fact that early on I, I learned great stewardship. And it's, it's about having a really healthy relationship with money, about recognising when there's, you know, maybe something there that's, you know, fr causing friction. Right. Um, but yes, yeah, stewardship as a strategy is about understanding how to kind of um, channel money into different things in a way that is completely effortless. 
Um, And, you know, there's there's some great things like there's great tools to automate a lot of that sort of stuff. But I never actually earned a great income from anything I did. Like even when I was, you know, at the height of my accounting career, I think I was maybe on about $80,000. So it wasn't anything to write home about. But I was exceptional at taking $1 and amplifying it. Right. Yeah. And now you're teaching others how to And do now exactly I'm showing that. people. Yeah. And as part of that, looking at the long game too, like always playing Absolutely. the long game? Or do you play yeah. some short game and long game? Or uh, Well, short game is really, um, it's really about how do I make money in the now? Like how do I have lifestyle, you know, cover my expenses, right. do what I want to do? The short game is all about money for the now, in, including so in your business. Yeah. Well, most business owners play the short game, which right. is how do I generate as much ROI in my business? And rightly so, it's probably the highest ROI that people can have. But the long game, which sits outside that, which far fewer people play, is where you, know, you take a, a dollar out of your back pocket and you, you put it into something that you hope will, will pay dividends down the track. Right. So that's where legacy lives. That's where um, investing lives. That's where those sorts of you know, skills right. come into play. So long game is um, it's the playground of the people who definitely look into the future and want to create financial freedom sooner. Right. And you use the term sometimes ultra wealthy. Ultra. Yeah. So Uh, what is that? Is there a threshold? Is that a certain income level or what is that? Well, circling back to your original relationships question, Mm -hmm. I I feel that, um, you know, as I said before, I think we're a nation of DIYers here in Australia. And uh, what that means is that there's a lot of media sources, opinion, like, Every man and their dog has an opinion about property, whether or not they invest. Yeah, exactly. And so that can really colour your worldview of how things should be. Um, but if I think about my own journey, I was definitely a, a do-it-yourselfer for the first at least decade. You know, I read everything. I did every course out there. I think I've spent about half a million dollars in courses and education. Right. But it was when I started to meet the right people that I started to get exponential transformation in my results and when I reference ultra wealthy you know for me the the biggest influences in my journey have been working with people who could offer mentorship or guidance they weren't celebrities they weren't famous but the one common denominator was they they had the results that I wanted they had a relationship with money which I thought was pretty cool Um, and you know from a you know, my experience is that's that's kind of the journey that you want to be on is you want to take advice from people who have the results that you want. And so these uh, a lot of those guys were ultra wealthy. Right. Um, they were younger than typically the financial freedom path line that we all think is right. normal. Um, Where you work for 20, 30 years and retire and then oh, well, have, maybe right? something. Yeah. Well, I think in Australia, it's work for 45 yeah, years exactly. and then hope you have enough. Right. Um, whereas these guys were financially free as younger people. Right. Um, they were very generous in sharing wisdom and knowledge. Um, but they were definitely, they sit in that sphere of people that I would say is maybe the top 0.001% percent right. globally. Right. Yeah. Which leads us right into leading and inspiring because they lead and inspire. They led and inspired you. How do you lead and inspire in everything that you do today? Yeah, look, I looked at that component of your framework and it really intrigues me. Yeah. Um, I've never really thought of myself as a natural born leader. Like I, I don't think I could run a big corporation. But 
in the context of my program, the way that I explain it to people is I, I like the metaphor of guide. Um, and again, I actually got that from my yoga teacher who um, he was trying to explain to me before I had children that you, uh, you never own your kids. Right. Um, you're there simply to be their guide. Exactly. And uh, I think the same is true of leadership and business to some degree. Um, the metaphor that I use, because I, I work in the space of alternate strategies, right. so ones that are not mainstream. And what can happen is people can come along and they can go, wow, this stuff's so exciting, like super great returns, low risk, all sorts of stuff. But right. when I kind of bring them into the program or into the mastermind, it's, it's really, I'm very conscious of the metaphor of um, if I took you to Disney World, and you saw all these great roller coaster rides and then you just ran onto the first ride and you started riding them, that you could end up in a situation where you come off and you vomit everywhere and right. you're really sick. Too much too, too soon. Much too much too soon. So my job is to show people what's possible, um, empower them to make their own decisions around what feels right, help them build out the plan, but it's really the guide. So, you know, I'm you know, I'm offering mentorship and guidance. And the, the Disneyland metaphor I think is really great. It's like right. my job is to make sure you stay safe. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how it shows up for me rather than um, I think I'm leading in the, content, in the context of frameworks and showing them a new way of thinking. But, you know, I'm a huge believer in, you know, you want to be in control of your own wealth. I, you don't want me to tell you what to do. And people come in and they say, Selena, are you going to tell, tell me, me what, what to, to invest in? Are you going to tell me which things to put my money into? And um, I, I tell them by the time they're ready to pull the trigger, they won't want my Right. They won't want my Because everyone's unique, right? I mean, everyone's they have the information, different. but still the decision Totally. I mean, people are always talking about show me the deals. Like, which are, what are the deals? Um, but the thing that people have to understand before they get to that is not every strategy is for everyone. Right. You know, you've got to figure out what fits and what you're comfortable right. with. So you're leading and inspiring them to actually trust their own heart and judgment based Absolutely. upon the knowledge to then go to the next step, which is deliver excellence. Yes. So how do you deliver excellence in everything you do? Um, I think my training has made me a very cautious person. I'm, I'm fairly conservative. Um, and I think just having come from that, you know, pretty corporate, you know, a background of excellence, really, right. um, I think it becomes part of who you are. You know, do you want it? Do you want production to be high quality? Do you want your frameworks to be high quality? Do you want your communication? Like everything, it, it's just it. It matters or it doesn't to you. And so for me, the way that excellence shows up is, you know, I I really want to be able to put my hand on my heart and say I did the right thing by someone. So excellence is about really giving a hundred percent, being completely authentic. Um, you know, trying very hard to. Uh, influence people's decision making uh, in a way that's for their best interest. Right. Yeah. And we've talked a lot about the corporate kind of business world here. How do you integrate all of this into your home life as well? Mm. You mentioned so, being a mother as one. Thank yeah, you, right? absolutely. So, so yeah. look, um, I live with um, someone, my husband, who is very grounded and balanced. So he's very quick to point out when I'm out of balance. And I know that in the pursuit of, you know, creation in business, you can very easily get sucked down a black hole of overworking and, you know, working sure. really hard. And uh, I think, uh, you know, even in the, the last few weeks with everything that's been going on, 
I've been very careful to, you know, put spanks around my calendar and there's time for the kids, there's time for the husband, there's time for the dog, right. um, there's, you know, time for you. So balance. And again, I think I probably draw a lot of that from my yoga sure. sort of training. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a wannabe yogi. Right. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, it's, it's not authentic to say that you have balance if you're working 16, 20-hour days. You know, you really... It's about... Well, it's back um, to leading and inspiring, right? You can't totally. deliver excellence when you're not leading the way. Yeah. So for me, health, mental health is super important. Um, you know, there's so many facets to life, friendship, um, right. all those things. So I kind of try and jam them into my calendar as, right, right. as neatly as possible. Yeah. So I think that's kind of like from a, you know, from a priorities point of view, family life is really important. Is that... That's a plane going that's a plane. That's yeah. A, yeah. Sometimes there's a plane that goes overhead, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, look, all of those things are super important. And I think it's, um, you know, my husband has this great expression that um, success is a process of shedding. And I, I love it right. because... That's, I love that. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, when I was younger, I kind of wondered what it meant to be financially free. You know, did it mean that you could go out and buy what you want and go where you want and do what you want? And I realized over time that, you know, you, even when you have the capacity to do that, you don't really want to. Right. It's, it's really the pursuit of simplicity. That's, that's really the highest priority. Right. That's amazing. Well articulated. And finally, are there any words of wisdom or other things that are pearls that you'd like to share that you haven't mm. yet with our listeners today? Um, I think one of the things that... Um, that really drives new investors when they first start out on their on their journey is uh, FOMO. Right. And fear of missing out. Fear of missing out. And unfortunately, I've come across so many hundreds and hundreds of investors who have somehow been steered towards investments that maybe weren't right for them. Because they thought that was the next yeah. Uber, Facebook, yeah, Twitter, whatever. Totally. And and I would um, I'd say the number one rule for investing is never invest in something you don't understand. Right. Never invest in something you don't understand. If you don't understand it, don't don't do it. Um, and never be compelled to take on any kind of investment because you're told that it's time critical it's now or never like that sense of urgency right oh look you know the deal of a lifetime in my world comes around every day of the week so of course you know don't ever make a decision especially like buying a house is such a huge financial commitment don't do that you know based on FOMO right great Mm. how can people get a hold of you if they want to learn more or join the mastermind or find out how to gain your knowledge that you have well, you can reach me on any of the socials, Facebook and LinkedIn, but um, freedomwarrior.com.au is, is the website. So. Great. Thank you so much for being oh, on the show. It's been a pleasure. It's been so great to have you here. Thank you so much for listening to the Freedom Warrior podcast and a few things before you take off. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could rate and review my podcast to help more people find it. Also, each week I send out a unique email newsletter where I share some of the most cutting edge and interesting things I've found during the week to help you on your journey to financial freedom. And finally, if you're interested in fast tracking towards being financially free, 
please check out my programs where I help you get onto the path of generating a significant six-figure passive income through investing. If you're interested, head over to freedomwarrior.com.au to find out if it's suitable for you. Till next time, take care. See you on the next episode and bye for now.